Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPodcast. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us can bump up the pod in their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a supporter of this podcast and support us. We plan on doing big things with this humble little project, such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, and doing on-field work. And by supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay for rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa Podcast slash support. Again, that is www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa Podcast slash support. And you can also check out our newly minted um, page on Patreon. We're now on Patreon now. Um, and you can check us out as at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa Podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. And we also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Any little bit helps, and we would really appreciate your support if you have the funds to do so. Greetings, everyone. Um, hope you guys are having a good afternoon. Um, right now, it's about 1.44 p.m. in Legal, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Um, so I just wanted to read a, um, news story. Um, I don't think I'm going to really give commentary on it. It's more informative than anything, but, but since Missouri's, uh, medical marijuana program, the rules are developing and, um, you know, things are starting to take shape and stuff, you know, it's very crucial that we get out the information as we get, as we get it. And I, I get it out to you as soon as I can get it out to you. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Um. So, so yeah, I'm going to read an article from, um, I'm going to read an article from the Springfield News Leader, and, um, it's, it's, it's written by Gregory J. Holman, and, um, the article is titled, Here Are Springfield Doctors Willing to Do Marijuana Certifications? Correction, an earlier version of this report misidentified June 4th on amend, on the Amendment 2 calendar. It is the date when Missouri will issue application forms for marijuana business licenses. In Missouri this year, July 4th will carry extra significance. Under Amendment 2, that's the first day state officials can begin accepting applications from patients who want medical marijuana ID cards. The, those are the cars that will let qualifying patients through the doors of Missouri dispensaries, expected to be open early next year. Patients can only get a card if they have one of the health conditions named in the amendment. Cancer, glaucoma, HIV, PTSD, and a number of others. 
an internet an internet based application system is on track to be live to use for patients on July fourth. State officials say so. This is going to be a very so. If you live in Missouri and you want to be a medical marijuana patient, July fourth, like instead of like you know like wake up early that day. If 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 it were on me and I was eager to get a card in, in Missouri. I wouldn't before I before I did like my barbecue with my family, you know, I would I would I would be on that website right away. I'd be on that website like midnight July fourth and I'd be putting in all the paperwork I need so I can get the card. You know, um the sooner you can get it the better, you know. Um I, I really do feel Missouri's gonna be a giant market. You know, it's gonna be a huge, huge market. There's gonna be a lot of patience, there's gonna be a lot of demand. So the early you can get, you can get, you can get on top of this stuff, the better. An internet-based application system is on track to be live for patients to use July 4th, state officials say. The state will start processing the applications July 5th. There will be, but there will be significant action between now and then. On July 4th, the state will issue license applications, so businesses waiting to run dispensaries, grow operations, and other state-licensed cannabis businesses may operate legal, may legally operate next year. Also in early June, for the first time, Missouri doctors will be able to write prescription certifications for patients who want to get a medical marijuana card. Doctors interviewed for the story said they've been getting a lot of questions from everyday people about how to get a certification since Amendment 2 passed at the ballot box. The certification is a key component of Amendment 2. Missouri does not offer a way to legally access marijuana without getting an ID card. And getting a card requires a certification. Many doctors describe them as a note simply indicated, yes, this patient has cancer, yes, this patient has PTSD. The amendment rules say that the certification must be no more than 30 days old at the time an individual applies for a patient identification card, according to a summary posted by the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services, the department in charge of keeping the medical marijuana program on a quick timeline set forth by Amendment 2. Again, props to New, New Approach Missouri. If you haven't checked out our uh, interview with John Payne of New Approach Missouri, I'd recommend you do. They did a very good job, and they put they put very very strict constraints on 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 the lawmakers and the uh, and 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 the Missouri government to make sure that this is implemented on time and that no foot dragging or shenanigans can take place. And right now, I'm not seeing any delays. I'm not seeing any shenanigans as we've seen in neighboring Arkansas, as we've seen in my home state of medic of legal Massachusetts with medical. Again, it took us three years. It took us three gosh darn years. From 2012 to summer 2015 to have the first dispensary open, you know, and I'm not, I'm not seeing that Missouri's going to run into any of those problems. So props, props to New Approach Missouri for being so thorough and so good at this. But let's continue reading. The amendment says that certifications must not be more than 30 days old at the time an individual applies for a patient identification card according to a summary posted by the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services, the department in charge of keeping the medical marijuana program on the quick timeline set forth by Amendment 2. This means the patients will be hitting up doctors 30 days before July 4th. You, let, me, let me read that line again. So that means that patients will be hitting up pa doctors 30 days before July 4th. 
So you you need to you need to be hitting up your doctors now. We're we're in June third right now. Hit up your doctors now so you can so you can get everything done on time. It's imperative. Until now, for Missouri patients, medical marijuana has mostly been a matter of future plans. But starting in early June, it gets real, at least in terms of paperwork. It may be spring 2020 before any marijuana is sold at a Missouri dispensary. They don't teach this in medical school. Cannabis is not part of traditional medical school education, says doctors. The news leader interviewed for this story. Some doctors admit that they are less than familiar with this possible risk and benefits. Because cannabis is listed alongside heroin and ecstasy on the federal government's schedule of illegal drugs, there is little scientific research on marijuana taking place inside the United States. That means that physicians in the state with a new medical marijuana law often have some pretty basic questions. In mid-May, the news leader sat on, on a phone call with Jim Blaine, a Greene County doctor with a long track record as an expert of public health and DWI issues. Blaine got Lin- Linfall Fracker, the head of Missouri Medical Marijuana Program, on the line for Fracker's office in Jefferson City. Early in the call, Blaine said his wife brought him a special issue of Time Magazine devoted to medical marijuana so that he could study up. At another point in the conversation, Blaine asked Fracker, are doctors all as naive as I am about medical marijuana? Well, somewhat, Fracker said. There are some that have studied the plant, the industry. And I've heard some speak that have, that have been very excited that they may have some options. There is certainly a large element that don't have that are maybe naive. They they haven't studied the products, the plants, all the benefits, in many cases, the non-benefits. Blaine also asked Fracker, the marijuana that's going to be dispensed here, is it in all forms, smoking as well as oral? Yes, Fracker replied. How the drug is to be administered, capsules, tinctures, vaporization, smokable bud, is a recurring theme in Missouri doctors' response to marijuana. There's not enough consensus in the medical marijuana community on the best ways to do so, said Mimi Vo, a St. Louis physician who sits on the board of Missouri's Medical Cannabis Trade Association. Vo said when it became clear that the three versions of medical marijuana law would not go on Missouri's November 2018 ballot, she began div- div- divide- dividing into the, into edu- education about cannabis and its health effects. She thinks it's a myth that research doesn't support cannabis treatment. But she said her earliest learning about the health effects of cannabis came by listening to her patients. Some of her patients had used legal marijuana in states like Washington and Colorado in an attempt to manage their conditions. They were very forthcoming with me. And and what they said had try had been tried, and what could help them, Vaux said. Not every patient feels so comfortable, as Peter Grinspoon, 
Oh man, love Peter Grinspoon. I follow him on Twitter. He's a very, very, very smart, informative doctor, and he's very, he's very woke in this issue. And and his dad did a lot of like pioneering research in the, um, I believe, in the 1960s for Harvard. Um, but yeah, Peter Grinspoon. He's 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 a good guy. He's awesome. I I love I love following him on Twitter, and he replies to my tweets sometimes too, which is great. Not every patient feels so comfortable. As Peter Grinspoon, a Harvard Medical School doctor, wrote in a blog post last year, many patients want to learn more about marijuana, but feel embarrassed to bring it up with their doctor. And I'll share a little story of mine, too, that I've shared in previous episodes. Um, my PCP knows that I use it, you know. Use it, I mean, we, I live in Legal Grass, Massachusetts, which is, which is an, now an adult-use state. And he's resigned to the fact that, you know, he can't sprout um, Nancy and Ronald Reagan talking points about marijuana anymore. But he's very, he's still very skeptical on, on cannabis. And he still, he still doesn't like that I use it as a medicine. Even though the stuff he's given me, even though the Ambien he's given me didn't do anything. Even though the, the Lexapro that I've, I've half my dose of has... Uh, excuse me, that I've had my dose of is just, the side effects were just horrible, you know, it was making me emotionally numb, it was making me gain weight for no reason, I'm, I'm on half the dose right now, and I've already lost like 15 pounds, you know, and I haven't really done too much differently in my diet, you know, it's just such a devilish medicine that has a bajillion side effects, and in the long run makes me worse, so you have all these doctors that are, are, are skeptical of cannabis, but then the stuff that they throw at you is way, 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 way worse than anything cannabis can do. And I just find it rich that my doctor is so against cannabis or is skeptical of it. And he once told me that I should just use CBD. But as you but if if, if you listen to my interview with Dr. Uh, Dr. Wayback, he, he, he mentioned that CBD in, in, in low doses is alerting. It's not going to help with insomnia. And I've also talked with other doctors on Twitter, other cannabis, uh, pro-cannabis doctors on Twitter, and they've said the same stuff. So, no, cannabis, CBD can't be used for your insomnia unless you use it at high doses. And that can get very expensive. So these doctors all need to, including my own doctor, needs to get, needs to get re-educated on the endocannabinoid system and needs to stop listening to the talking points of Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan. But yeah, but yeah, Dr. Grinspoon is completely correct. You know, a lot of doctors are very, very shaky and are very, very, you know, just say no about cannabis, you know, because A, they haven't been taught and A, they grew up in the 70s, 80s. And, you know, they grew up with, with, with Nixon telling them it's bad. They grew up with Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan telling them it's bad. They grew up with like 80s, 80s after school specials telling them drugs were bad. So, I mean... The brainwashing goes very, very deep with a lot of, 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 of boomers, I would say. This is in part because the medical community has, as a whole, been overly dismissive of the, of the issue, Grinspoon wrote. What about Cox and Mercy? Medical, Missouri's medical marijuana amendment contains specific language protecting the rights of patients to talk about marijuana as a treatment with their doctors. But... But when ordinary people bring up cannabis treatment with their primary care doctors or specialists at large local, at local large healthcare systems, what will they hear? 
That's not entirely clear. Gil Mobley, a physician who has certified patients for marijuana in the state of Washington and plans to do so at his practice at Springfield, Missouri, has said that the large healthcare systems are often reluctant to engage with cannabis as a treatment. It's controversial. In Washington state, it has exposed doctors to legal risk. It can endanger a hospital's system's relationship with the federal government, with fund, which funds health programs like Medicare. Yeah, and just to give another example, my PCP, like, um, you, you know, you know how much I rail about the cost of, of, of medical cannabis in, in grass cheese. It's one time I brought up to my PCP, I tried to ask if he can prescribe me Marinol or whatever, because that's actually, I think Marinol is like schedule two or something like that. And it does have THC and it can be prescribed in, in certain cases. And he just, he's just like, no, I can't even know. He, he, like, he was so dismissive of it. He's like, no, I can't even, I'm not even getting even consider that. You know, I'm sure like the, 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 um, the overarching healthcare company that owns the, um, practice I go to or whatever, like they probably have rules against him prescribing it or whatever, or he will probably lose his license if he were to do it or whatever. And, and also because of Nancy Reagan telling him the drugs are bad, so... And him not learning about the endocannabinoid system, so you have the, you have those combinations, and you know me just bringing up Marinol, even though I have a I already have a legal medical marijuana card, I've already been given it as a prescription. You know he wouldn't even he wouldn't even he wasn't even willing to basically touch that either. So I mean, so Doctor Mobley is is very correct in in, in his assessments. When the news leader asked three big health systems in Springfield how they would handle medical marijuana, the answer wasn't a straight-up no, but it wasn't an enthusiastic yes either. Jim Rogers is vice president of adult primary care for all mercy operations in Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Kansas. It's up to the judgment of the provider, actually, he told the news leader. We're not dispensing. We're answering questions first and foremost. Mercy does not have a provider-directed approach on this. It is up to the provider to express their opinion. We absolutely want no non-compliance with the law. We don't dispense. Mercy is not directing any of the providers. We still ask them to do what they what we've asked them what we've always asked of them to do. Use their skills, use their learnings, stay up to date on medication or supplement and prescribe or advise accordingly. Rogers added, We equate this whole a whole lot to the handicap accessible parking sticker. We really don't grant those. When someone needs a an accessible parking sticker, Rogers explains, a doctor fills out a form that states, for example, the patient uses a wheelchair, then hands it off to the state government, which determines whether the patient actually ought to have a parking sticker. Roger believes medical marijuana certification will work in the same way. We don't dispense, we don't prescribe cannabis, he said. We actually are supposed to attest to and verify what medical condition the patient may have specifically. If they ask X, Y, or Z, we'll probably verify if that's what they have. Other health systems provided statements through spokespeople declining to make officials available to the news leader for interviews. 
Bur Burl Behavioral Health said it's committed to providing evidence-based psychiatric care. While medical cannabis is approved via Amendment 2 for treatment of PTSD, debilitating psychiatric disorders, there is at this time no evidence-based study that points to marijuana as beneficial to the treatment of behavioral health issues, even though there may be some identified benefits for various other medical conditions. Burrell Behavioral Health does not at this time plan on requiring or encouraging its physicians to apply for certification. The news leader asked if Burrell would prohibit its psychiatrists from certifying patients for a medical marijuana health condition. We do not foresee this situation where we would prohibit a physician from seeking a certification, a spokesman said. Burrell didn't respond for requests for comment on studies with mixed results as to whether or not marijuana is helpful for PTSD. There is some evidence that marijuana helps people with PTSD and some that it does not. Study authors often call for more research because there have been few randomized controlled trials. Cox Health said it has not made a decision on how it will handle medical marijuana certifications. It has also kept education on the topic at arm's length. Vu, the St. Louis physician on the, on the Marijuana Trade Industry Board, said Cox canceled an educational session on medical marijuana planned for May 17th, where she was slated to appear, citing legal concerns. See, this is why we need, this is why we need cannabis to be scheduled. You know, it's like you have doctors that kind of want to talk about it, but they're afraid they're going to lose their, their their career. They're going to lose their license. They're going to lose their livelihood, you know, and you have so many people, again, they, they won't even consider this because they're going to lose their gun rights. They're going to lose their cushy federal job. They're going to lose their cushy office job. You know, me, me, myself, I'm, I'm, I mean, I feel I'm marginal. I'm marginalized using this as a medicine. You know, I've had plenty of, of job opportunities I've applied to that were like, oh, we, we drug test or whatever. And I told them that I was a medical cannabis patient. And then I didn't, before I knew it, I didn't hear back, you know, you know, the recruiter was like, oh, you know, it's, that's cool. As long as you have your card. But then I never heard back from that job afterward. So, I mean, even though it's legal and even though states say that you can have a medical card and that you're, you're not breaking state law doing that employees for legal reasons and, and, and doctors for legal reasons are still very, very skittish, you know? I mean, I, I'm, I'm facing discrimination as we speak, as I just said, you know? But let's continue. Fo the St. Louis physician... Oh, okay, I already read that. Where she was citing legal concerns. Lisa Rourke, a Caspel-based physician... Related a similar account of the cancellation in a separate interview in the News Leader. A spokeswoman for Cox said, We've approached this, we, we were approached about hosting the event at Cox Help, but decided to decline since a final decision had not been made regarding our policy on medical marijuana. Cox provided a detailed description of its overall position on medical marijuana in a May 20th statement. Quote, the passage of Amendment 2 has prompted a variety of complex questions, many of which are still in the process of being discussed. The final regulations in Missouri will not be available till June, so we must wait until those are released before making any definitive decisions regarding the stance of medical marijuana. 
There are many things that factor into those decisions, including the fact that under federal law, the use of marijuana for any purpose is still illegal. Ultimately, our top priority is ensuing, ensuring that our patients receive safe and high-quality care. And regardless of our final decision, we are confident that patients will find ready resources for medical marijuana in the community. They'll facilitate ease of access consistent with the new state laws. Local doctors will provide medical marijuana certifications. Lisa Rourke expects her direct care clinic, Cassville, to be one of those ready resources. She plans to do certifications for patients who live with a qualifying disease. She likened them to the Department of Transportation, Physicals, and other a la carte services already offered by her clinic, Rourke Family Health. They will cost 100 bucks, just like those other physicals. Basically, the feedback I've gotten from patients is that they're... They are having a really hard time finding physicians who will do, who will do them, Rourke told the news leader. Whether because they're employed by the larger health systems and are told not to, or their physician doesn't feel like they have an education necessary to really counsel those patients, Rourke said that literally after the election, she began getting calls from patients located across southern Missouri. She recently added a new physician to her team to handle the increased demand. She she said many patients have established a relationship with the, with her clinic to make sure they have the correct documentation of their health problems before going to the state with a medical marijuana application. Smart on them. Her direct care clinic operates outside the health insurance system. Patients pay on a monthly basis the same way they would pay for a gym membership or Netflix. In Springfield, Elite Pain Management began taking its first medical marijuana patients in late May. In the first weeks of appointment, the clinic saw 30 patients who want medical marijuana cards, said Justin Hobbs, Director of Operations. Patients who came before June will come back for a second visit once doctors can write a certification. It costs 200 $150 for yearly renewals. Hobbs said the diagnosis and a drug screen happen before elite physicians will write a certification. Elite needs to see patients' health records so elite can verify that they have a qualifying diagnosis. Patients have been referred to elite through Facebook groups and website listings. A Springfield company that wants to win a state dispensary license, Wholesome Bud, has been referring patients to Elite as well. Hobbs says Elite's place rack, rack cards in CBD shops, smoke shops, oncology, and neurology practices, along with all those specialists that might have qualifying diagnoses. Sean Strackenmacher, or Strackenmeyer, a doctor who's been at the clinic for two years says Elite's plans to certify patients for medical marijuana under Amendment 2's provisions that pertain to pain management, for example, chronic medical conditions that cause severe persistent pain or persistent muscle spasms, and ones normally treated with a prescription medication that could lead to physical or psychological dependence. But they won't be handed out, handing out medical marijuana certifications out of the gate. Strachan Mayer said, Some of the patients are going to be chronic pain patients who have failed with other modalities of treatment. 
if someone has one of those qualifying disorders, medical marijuana is not going to be a first reach for them, he said. It's not going to be the first line for any of the disorders that are out there. We do a pretty extensive review of medical records, seeing what treatments the have been done in the past. Oh man. I mean, just just speaking like like candidly or whatever, I would avoid that clinic. Like if you're going to make me go through the ringer to prove I deserve medical marijuana, like I'm just I'm going to go to a doctor that's going to treat my concerns a bit more seriously. If you're going to if you're going to put me through a several month process and trying to be like, "Oh, well that didn't work." If you're just going to be like a gatekeeper and be like, "Oh, um you know, we have to ensure that everything else didn't work. Why do you think I'm coming to you? Because everything else didn't work. If everything else did work, I wouldn't be coming for a medical marijuana certificate. I would avoid I would avoid shops that that are that will make the process too arduous or whatever. I really would. You know. I mean like like we discussed with Dr. Wayback, I mean there's, there's a fine line between a, a, a doctor's office being sort of a pill mill and, and, and trying to put artificial hoops and ladders for people to access medicine, you know? I, I mean, we should make it as easy as possible for people to access the medicine that they need. You know, we shouldn't be putting all these barriers and hoops. We really shouldn't be. But somehow we, we like doing that, and it's, it's, a, it's a darn shame. Let's continue. If someone has one of the qualifying disorders, medical marijuana is not going to be a first reach for them, he said. It's not going to be the first line for any of the disorders that are out there. We do a pretty extensive review of their medical records, seeing which treatments have been done in the past. Cannabis clinics. Many parts of Missouri will see cannabis clinics open up. And if they don't have them already, if, if they don't have them already, these clinics are specifically intended to connect patients with medical ID cards. See, those are the ones you should go to if you're a medic, if you want medical marijuana, you know, like going through the traditional doctor route, like I told you, like, I mean, when I, when I was first getting my card in, I want to say 2017, I, I consulted my doctors and they were just very, they were like, oh, we don't issue, we don't, we don't issue recommendations. Like they were very like. Like, they felt like it was as if they were going to lose their entire practice if they were to even write me a recommendation. So I had to go to a, a cannabis clinic in Boston to get my card. You know, I just, I just took, I just, like, when they told me, oh, we don't issue recommendations, I'm like, all right, that's cool if you don't issue recommendations. Just give me my medical records so I can go to the cannabis clinic that will. And that's what they did for me. And, and it ended up working out. But... You know, just go to these cannabis clinics, you know, because, again, these doctors are not educated on the endocannabinoid system. And they're because of, of the schedule one problem, they're going to be very skittish. You're you're best off going to a cannabis clinic that's specifically designed for this, that that they're not going to have as many hang ups giving you a card as the traditional channels. Many parts of Missouri will see cannabis clinics open if they don't already have them. Already, these clinics are specifically intended to connect patients with medical ma marijuana ID cards. They're somewhat controversial. Dave David Yabolotsky, a doctor based in Edwardsville, Illinois, who is licensed who is licensed Missouri, is another board member of the Missouri Medical Cannabis Trade Association. 
He said that Missouri's medical marijuana law is open to very wide interpretation in terms of who gets medical marijuana cards. The thing is about Missouri as compared to Illinois, Illinois still has a very specific sheet of health indications. Oh, the, the tyrannical list. I don't think, like I've, like I've said in previous episodes, this shouldn't be a qualifying condition list. It should be left entirely to the, to the discretion of the doctor, the nurse, the nurse practitioner giving the recommendation. It should not, the lawmakers should not decide who's, 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 who's sick enough to get medical marijuana. Lawmakers are lawmakers. They don't, they don't know anything about medicine or science. And they should not be in charge of regulating such. Missouri has a list of all these specific conditions. And there's a catch-all. And any other chronic condition, he said. It's everything and anything. So the possibility for profiteering and abusing the privilege will be there. Maybe more so... Maybe more robust than in other places. Yablonsky said... What I don't want to see happen is a clinic that opens up and is basically a give me a hundred bucks in cash and you have your card. Man, I didn't get a medical degree to do that. And I, and I respect doctors that want to actually, you know, have a dialogue. And, like, they'll, they'll still give you the card or whatever, but then they're going to recommend best practices. They're going to recommend best routes of administration. You know, they're going to have a sit-down talk with you. You know, Dr. Wayback, you know, he prides himself on doing that, you know. And he prides himself on not just give, not just charging you the two hundred or the three hundred, and sending it on your way. You know, he wants to actually, he wants to actually dial in on specific treatments, specific routes of administration. You know, he wants to, he wants to, he wants to keep you educated on 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 the issue and and guide you on the issue, so you do it responsibly. And I, I admire doctors that will do this. You know, again, we need to find a, a we need to strike a, a balance between making it like like um, trying to think of a state that's very restrictive. Like, let's say Minnesota. I know Minnesota is very restrictive or whatever, and they have a very limited list and they don't even allow flour. You need to strike a, a delicate balance between like the Minnesotas and New Yorks where you only have maybe eight conditions and it's very expensive. And and, you know. If you don't miss, meet those narrow lists of conditions, screw you and kick rocks. We need, we need to, to meet a balance between that and between just pay a hundred dollars and you know whatever, get your cart. You know because so many people are going to be intimidated. So many people are going to be like, oh, I if I try to get my cart, I'm not going to qualify, and then I'm going to waste a hundred dollars for nothing, and then we have to continue using pharmaceuticals. So then then they don't even bother with the process. So again, you need a balance. The owners of the cannabis clinics don't see their clinics that way. That's not how we operate, said Emily Branch, owner of the Green Clinics. We're not a rubber stamp clinic. Like the physician and operations staff at Elite Pain Management in Springfield, Branch emphasized that the Green Clinics will thoroughly review medical documentation of patients' health problems before doctors consider whether to write a certification. There are some bad actors that do what we do, Brand said, but there, there are also some pretty respectable physicians who care about patients. Branch claims that the Green Clinics is the first of its type in Missouri with most doctors, many of whom have decades of experience. 
based in Kansas City. The Green Clinics also has locations in St. Louis, St. Joseph, Butler, Versailles, Trenton, and Popular Bluff. She's working on Springfield and Columbia locations, too. She said following Amendment 2's passage, she expects to open eight locations over three years. It's, but it's just an opportunity that keeps opening up. We launched in February, she told News Leader. We started pre-approving, pre-certifying, seeing patients in February so that we wouldn't have such a mad rush in June. Branch anticipates putting on what she calls patient clinics or pop-up patient drives. She says they'll go out into a community without a fixed clinic and have an educational session following up with clinic hours at a secure location. The Green Clinics has a detailed pricing schedule. Most people pay $299 for an evaluation. We don't sell certifications, we sell evaluations. Veterans pay $149, though veterans and others with a disability status are charged $49. I think there should be an option for low-income people. You know, I, I mean, Mr. Sativa is on the poverty line himself, and, and um, in... In my state, I, I I qualify for financial hardship. You know, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to downplay what veterans go through and what um, what like yeah, veterans absolutely should get huge discounts on these cards. But so should the so should low income people, and I don't want them getting lost in the mix. And I feel I feel in in in, in this medical cannabis industry, I do feel that they that we sort of get sidelined and ignored. You know, I don't, I don't, I think there's room for all of us. You know, I think there's room for elderly people getting what they need. I think there's room for veterans getting what they need. I think there's room for the low income and the people w near the poverty line getting what they need themselves too. You know, I don't think it has to be an all or nothing or we're only going to help out one group and that's it. And you can kick rocks otherwise. I don't, I, I don't believe in that. And that's, that, that's part of why I do this podcast. Because I, I feel that low, I feel that working class people are not represented in the cannabis, in the medical cannabis, and in the adult use, you know, discussions are not, you know, it's it's you know, certain certain groups are sort of highlighted and certain groups are, are sort of ignored, and I'm not going, and that's why I had to start this podcast. Another clinic, medical cannabis outreach, exposed sim exposes similar patients before profits vibe and claims. It will also thoroughly vet patients to ensure they have documented health problems matching Missouri's law. Its co-founder, Caprice Sweet, said that she's looking at setting up shop in Springfield, Joplin, Columbia, along with existing locations across Illinois. She told the news leader that she was diagnosed with Crohn's disease at 17 and placed on a number of heavy duty prescriptions, including Percocet. Per Percocet. As a young adult, the Illinois native moved to Colorado where a fan persuaded her to try cannabis, echoing medical, many marijuana boosters who lack extensive scientific data of marijuana's performance as a treatment. She cited her, her personal experience and the factor that convinced her that marijuana is a medicine and a legitimate alternative to opioids. I hadn't felt that good in so long and was shocked, she said. Sweat said her company connected 35,000 Illinoisians with cannabis under the state laws. She said an information session at a suburban St. Louis library drew a standing room only crowd back in April. The Missouri cannabis law there are not 
in Missouri cannabis law, there are not the restrictions that Illinois had. So we believe our numbers are going to be a lot higher, Missouri, Sweat said. Like Branch with the Green Clinic, Sweat says she's eager to ensure that small-town patients have the same chance to access marijuana as big city ones. She also said, we are not just giving people cards so they can buy cannabis. Medical Cannabis Outreach charges 300 for a consultation in Illinois. Sweat said she has not firmed up a fee schedule for Missouri. Another company, Green Health Docs, has several locations in Maryland and Ohio and entered the Missouri market through St. Louis and Kansas City. It, it just opened up a Columbia clinic and is scouting locations in Springfield with hopes of opening a clinic here over the summer. Randy Schaefer, a national marketing manager. We are going to bring patients in, get them certified and register them so they can get their cards as quickly as possible, Schaefer said. Green Health wants plenty of cannabis patients, plenty of patients' medical records up front too. Every state with medical marijuana is different, Schaefer said. We're excited about Missouri. We think Missouri is going to have a strong market, a more competitive market in terms of prices for marijuana. Green Health Docs charges $250 for a consultation with discounts for veterans. It also does a 90-day follow-up call to check if patients have questions. Doctors Doubts. While polls show the majorities of Americans and Missourians support medical cannabis, the federal prohibition of research uh, on the plant means that the U.S. medical community does not have a specific track record that shows when and whether mar marijuana can be used as an effective treatment. No university in the United States can get funding to research it, said Sweat, the cannabis clinic owner from Illinois. They want to. Tel Aviv, Israel. They have done massive research. Tied to concern, doctors interviewed by the news leader had plenty of questions about cannabis, about how cannabis could and should be used as medicine. Mobley, the Springfield doctor who certified patients in the state of Washington, said that testing multiple routes of treatment, not looking at marijuana as a cure-all, is really important. Whatever the problem is, we are so remiss if we don't go down the road and ask what could be the underlying problem. Well, we gave the example of, wait, of a patient waiting for marijuana to deal with insomnia, a condition that could be potentially addressed by running the patient through a sleep study and making sure they use a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea. Again, I'm going to call shenanigans here. Um, I Again, I, I, I've been through insomnia. I've had it for four years from 2012 to much of 2016 and i've gone through the ringer treatments i've been prescribed ambient i've been prescribed trazodone i've been recommended to do sleep studies and the day that i was supposed to try to do a sleep study um they said that my insurance would, wouldn't cover it or whatever and that it would be like 700 or 800 dollars if i were to pay out of pocket so this whole oh um i have to exhaust medical treatment even though for a lot of insomnia sufferers, medical treatment has done nothing for them, you know, including using over-the-counter sleep aids. They've done everything possible. So at that point, when someone has done everything possible to try to treat their condition and it hasn't worked and they want to use medical marijuana, they should be granted that. You know, you shouldn't have doctors like this being like, oh, we need to, we need to continue. 
we need to continue um, forcing a square down a, 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 a round a, a round peg. That's not right. That's that's unfair to the patient. You know, so a doctor like this, I would fire. You know, and I would I would just go to another clinic and get my medical marijuana card because I've been through enough. I I know what I've been through. I'm gonna call shenanigans on this guy. Let's continue. HIV is one of the health conditions outlined by Missouri's health by Missouri's cannabis law. California AIDS activists were early champions of medical marijuana, but asked about cannabis as a treatment for people with living with HIV, which can be controlled to undetectable levels using medications first innovated in the 90s, Mobley paused and sighed. Just based on the presence of a diagnosis, diagnosis, Mobley wondered out loud, I'll think about that, but it would be inappropriate to subject a patient to a substance that's harmful in many ways without having a known benefit that you're after. That would be a violation of the Hippocratic Oath. You know what's a violation of the Hippocratic Oath? Denying a patient other treatments because you don't agree with said treatments or you think or you think that you think that they need to go on, on your time scale or whatever. What if they tried everything else? What if they tried every other pharma drug that's been created in the lab in the past fifty years and that didn't work for them? What do you have to say about them? Do you want them to continue do you want them to continue the quixotic quest of, of, of trying pharmaceuticals that don't work for them? Do you want them to continue doing that? You want them to continue suffering? Because if a doctor told me that, I would again, I would fire them. I'd fire them. I'd go to a doctor that is going to treat my concerns. Other doctors wonder about the potency of today's cannabis. At 12% THC, it's stronger than weed, that baby boomers, oh, that potency myth. There's always been hashish and there's always been concentrated forms of cannabis, cannabis that have exceeded far above 12%. And, you know, that, that's been used for thousands of years and people haven't gone nuts. So this, again, this is BS. And, and again, in California, you've had medical for two decades. You know, you, you haven't had an endemic of people going crazy over high-potency weed. You know, same in Colorado. You've had medical for a long time there. You've had medical for a long time in Oregon and Washington. You haven't had people lose their, their crap there or in Maine. So I'm gonna call B. I'm gonna call shenanigans on this, on this, the on this constant on this, the 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 THC is too high these days myth. I'm gonna call shenanigans. Con concentrates are often much stronger. Blaine, the longtime physician and public health advocate, expressed this concern to the state medical marijuana director on their phone call. Follow up care is another question for doctors. Rourke, the direct care physician in Cassville said it would be an ideal situation for her to agree to perform marijuana certifications and counseling only for patients she, she regularly sees as members of the family health clinic. However, Roark said that would mean probably two-thirds of the patients would have no access to a physician to do their certification because if they're not an independent physician, they're probably not doing certifications or not anytime soon. To me, it's more important that patients have access, she said. End of article. So, wow, that, that ran a lot longer than I thought it would run. Um, I don't have too much more to say to this. Um, if, if you're in Missouri, you know, her, you know now, is the, now is the time to hit up your doctors and, and square, square away things so you can register come July 4th. 
So, you know, get on it, stay on top of it. Do not waste any time because there's going to be a lot of demand in the state of Missouri for medical marijuana. And, you know, you don't want, you don't want any delays in getting your, your medicine. So that's all I got to say. And as always, everyone stay medicated, my friends and peace out.